Hey, this is Dan Harmon from The Real Community. You're listening to Shut Up Leonard. Was that was that crass? Shut up, Leonard. I'm Matt. I'm Andrew. And we like community. We do. Uh, what episode did we watch today, Andrew? Uh, the title of it, Epidemiology. The other one world title. One world love, one world title. Yep. Uh, the other this one is... word title that we discussed on a previous episode when you lost your shit. Because yeah. there was a season five episode with a one word title. Yeah, it was... Um... Do you remember what it was? Nope. I can look it up, though. I mean, it wasn't Repilot. Well... It was after Repilot. Yeah. Um, I'll look it up. But this is the sixth episode of the second season. Of Community. Of Community. Who who wrote it? Who wrote it? Carrie Dornetto. I think we've enjoyed Carrie Dornetto's I writings before. I love the Carrie Dornetto trilogy. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. <laughs> Woo! Got it in there. <laughs> I have consumed an enormous amount of grape soda tonight, for the record, and I'm feeling a little off. I've uh, uh, consumed far more than a human should, and it is affecting me in strange ways. I also wanted to apologize. The last two episodes, I was sick, and I'm sure that was audible. <laughs> uh, so I'm not seeing another, other than Repilot, I'm not seeing another one. Uh, oh, maybe I just freaked out over Repilot. Perhaps. Are you sure it wasn't, well, who knows? G.I. Jeff? G.I. Jeff. One word. <laughs> okay, I'm not even going to. Not even uh, going to go there, but you know where I'm going I'm to go? I'm going to thank Alex Moschina of Slacktree.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slacktree.com, your L- source for Shut Up Leonard Mega Mix videos. Yes. S-L-A-C-K-T-O-R-Y dot com today. <laughs> the today got me. <laughs> um, this okay. episode yeah. is their Halloween episode. Yes. Their second annual yeah, <laughs> because this is the second episode or second season. Yep. Correct. So this is only the second time they've gotten a chance to take a crack at Halloween. Yeah. The first season Halloween episode, if you recall, yeah, uh, featured Pierce uh, doing a drug exchange with Starburns. With Starburns, which led him to having a like a PCP fuel freakout. Yeah. Well, it wasn't PCP, but it was. From what I've heard, what PCP does to you, it's kind of like that. I thought it was ecstasy was the implication. He was uh, wanting to touch a lot of people at one point. But he also thought he was, like, invincible and built a fort. That's true. There was a lot he of He didn't mixed... think it was invincible because he was going to kill himself with the fort. So he definitely didn't right. think he was invincible. Well, whatever happened to him. Yeah. Uh, he did some crazy things. And uh, everyone was in fun costumes and uh, yeah. had a crazy time. Yes. And that was the one where Abed was Batman. Yes. Which I enjoyed that a lot. Abed was Batman then. Yes and Abed is Batman now. Yes, that's the reference I was making. Uh, so this is, uh, again, this is a fun romp. Um, this time they take on the zombie. Yeah, the stakes are higher. Zombie genre. Yeah. Um, and do you do you want to, when do you want to run, do you want to run through all their costumes right now? Sure. Because this is good. I like Let's these costumes. Let's get it out at the start of the thing. Um, Pierce. Yep, Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk. Jeff. David Beckham. David Beckham. I'm seeing if you remember. 
I remember. Dean. Lady Gaga. Specifically, he refers to himself at one point as Chef Gaga, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> because he made the food. Because he made the food. Uh, also, and this was a, uh, just to bring it up now, since we talked about, we're talking about costumes. Mm. They mentioned this in the commentary, and I actually remember uh, noticing this at the time. Yeah. Uh, the Office Halloween episode that aired that night also had a male character dressed as Lady Gaga, which was not coordinated, but uh, that happened. Zach Woods, uh, his character on The Office, was also dressed as Lady Gaga that very night, and I remember noticing it then yes. and remembering it now. And it was not coordinated. No, not, I, not to my knowledge. They said it in the commentary. It's not. Well, yeah, I couldn't remember. For sure. um, <laughs> this is uh, Britta as the dinosaur. Oh, you're not even going to see if I remember anymore? Oh, well, I wanted specifically to mention, bring this one up because this becomes a kind of a running thing. Yeah, is that there's some kind of dinosaur costume trauma in her life. Yeah, and so uh, for Halloween, you dress up as something that you're scared of. Yeah. And she is That's scared. That's like her, uh, what's the word in Harry Potter? Oh, okay. Not patroness. Took it right out of my um, brain. Um, uh, Someone used the word to me the other day. Really? It's, uh, Someone's using Harry Potter words to you in real life? It was an online personality quiz that used uh, the word to me the other day. Uh, but, you try to call that a person? You try to act like you have a conversation? I was trying to not reveal that I was taking an online personality quiz that used the word for the Harry Potter fear but, machine box. <laughs> de, uh, de, you know, well, the Dementors thing, are the creatures. Yeah, but it's there was the thing I don't remember where, what the name of the fear machine box is. The what thing where, it. you know, Lupin sees the moon and that yeah. was a little crazy little clue. Uh, well, besides his name. <laughs> yeah. Let's just make it real. No, no, we're going to... Uh, this is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is shut up, George. Um, um, no, because that wasn't Dementor related. Harry sees a Dementor. That was the Dementor connection. But you have to bring up your Patronus against to get rid Dementor. of it. Yeah, but it's not the Dementors don't don't use the same power. They just suck happiness out of you. Yeah, but it's it's related in the fact that you use your Patronus against the fear box. The yeah, same but way that you, you, use your Patronus in, you imply the that the Dementors has similar ability. I'm, which is I'm incorrect. I was trying to say Dementor to get you to remember the fear box title. Mm, I don't remember it. Anyway, I how do I how do I Google this? Is Fearbox Harry Potter? People are people know people know, the listener people, knows. Listeners are shouting it at us. Yeah, sure, surely. Loop. Mm, that's not going to work. No. Um, hey, okay, keep going. Keep moving on. Annie is Little Red Riding Hood, which she never says. I noticed, but but it's very apparent. Yeah. Um, surely, this is a fun one. Uh, Here's what I'm going to ask you about this because I had to know about this, but since oh. we're talking about it now, okay. When you watched the episode the first time, mm-hmm. did you know she was Glinda right yeah. away? I did too. Yeah, yeah. So we're neither of us are racist. No. Confirmed today because we both knew she was Glinda. Yeah. I mean, yeah, cl- clearly she's got the wand. Yeah. I feel like that's a giveaway. Yeah, the wand was 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 also the giveaway. I love that, that the the joke was that people thought she was Miss Piggy. Bogart is the creature that oh, uh of takes the form Bogart. of your biggest fear. I you know that that was in my brain. <laughs> so I you know I apologize to everyone for the mistakes we've made today. Bogart is the fear box. So what was my Bogart? How did this begin? <laughs> what was your Bogart? I don't know. You were trying to say that the dinosaurs British Oh that's Bogart. that's her Bogart. Yeah. She yeah. would have to pull out her Patronus which yeah. would be what animal? What's British spirit animal? Maybe a squirrel. I mean, that's why she dresses as a squirrel in the other season. It's true. Well that was that season Oh, season 5 she was a ham. Yeah, but anyway. she was a squirrel in season 1. You're right. Okay. Uh, Hold on. Hold on. This rabbit hole goes deeper. I'm on the Harry Potter wiki right now. Oh, boy. And it says the Bogart, a Bogart is an amortal, shape-shifting non-being. What does that mean? Amortal. Click click it. Is it a link? Google that. Yeah, it's it's a link. Let's see. Amortal should be non-living. Amortality. 
is there's a page on the Harry Potter wiki for it. Is the condition of never having died and, and being unable to die, as the immortal entity was never alive to begin with. So they're like they're like forks. It's they're like known, spoons. Well, inanimate would be the word for that. <laughs> yeah, but it's like a something that has agency, like a Bogart, mm-hmm. a non-being is what they call it. So what 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 are Bogarts doing in the world? I don't know, man. That's scary. List of non. That's actually scary. List of non-beings, which are these immortal things: Bogarts, Dementors, Poltergeist, and Lethafolds. Wait, you can't Lethafolds in parentheses, possibly. You can't kill a Dementor? I thought that's what the Patronus No, did. you throw a Patronus at them, they, they go away. They're like, ah, shucks, and they run away. They like, it's like scaring away raccoons? Yeah. They're going to come back the next night, but at least tonight you got rid of them? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And then you Maybe th- the magical world isn't such a great place to live. And then you eat some chocolate and you're good. <laughs> the magical place isn't... I don't know if I want to live in Harry Potter's world now. Listen, Dementors aren't, like, walking around the street every day. It's, this is a rare occasion. Well, somehow the human, the the wizards had a deal with them to guard that prison. That is odd. Right? Uh, and then somehow the Death Eaters overruled that deal and made them their officers of the law or something. We, yeah. They're, they're secret police. Can we start asking um, J.K. Rowling what's up with that? Here's the thing about J.K. Rowling. I want to know what the human dementor relations are like. I've, I have often... Uh, craved an in-depth discussion about the inner workings of the magical world and how their their society functions it might be but listen here's the thing about jk rowling i believe is how you pronounce it but i could be wrong i've i've you know i could be wrong we both could be wrong i I feel it's rowling you feel it's rowling yeah who knows um i've heard her that like the casual vacancy is very good and i have no reason not to believe it mm. but when it comes to her recent uh revelations about harry potter i think she may have she may have lost something because <laughs> you hear where she said she she regrets not having uh harry and hermione end up together she thinks he, that's what she should have done yeah which is hella dumb i feel well i her reason for it is like too logical have you, you i remember hearing that the reason for it was like well why would hermione want to be with ron ron's dumb hermione's smart that was part of the reasoning. Ron's was, not dumb. He's street smart. He's okay. <laughs> we'll take it that way. Listen, who, uh, who, 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 who was the one who was good at chess in the first book and movie? That was Ron, sir. It wasn't Hermione. No, it was. Ron. Oh, you're right. Because her, Ron, well, yeah, Ron. He's just not. He, he has brothers. Look. That's why. So he's good at chess. He played chess against your brothers. Chess is a thinking man's game. Ron is good at at, at critical thinking. He's just not into the books. Okay. I'm not gonna. He, Ron is no dumber than Harry. Is what Here's I'm what I'm gonna suggest. say. I'm not gonna get into this now. Ron is no dumber than Harry. Is what I'm going to suggest to you, sir. Okay. On this day, you know this meeting right here. You being here is wrong. That's the social network, and I apologize. God, this is almost this is almost aviator level. <laughs> except it's not as fun as I've been going ham on from the Paris? social network. Uh, <laughs> uh, just so the listener knows what's going on, I might burst out into quotes like I did just then. Um, let's get back into the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to, just to cover that all up, uh, uh, Magnitude's not in this episode, but no. he's also in Harry Potter, so there. Good. <laughs> That's our loose connection. Uh, Chang is Peggy Fleming. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, That's not what's next on my list. Though. Abed's the alien from Aliens. Yes. The Xenomorph. For God's sake. Hey, really, Giga, rest in peace. I got a Nucky. Um, a, a dog uh, walking Troy by Troy is originally Ripley in the power suit, and then a sexy Dracula. I had a question for you there. Yeah. Is he supposed to be Ripley? Or do you think... He's just a dude in the power suit? Yeah. Do you think in his mind he says, I am Ripley in the power suit? 
You know, that's interesting. Or do you think in his mind he says, this is a cool power suit? Maybe this is revealing of me. If I was in that situation, I would consider myself Ripley in the power suit. Mm-hmm. But before Ripley put on the power suit, wasn't there a guy in it? Yeah, they were just lifting like Random boxes guys? and shit. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it wasn't It was a combat machine. It was just a... A, a box lifter. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you could lift anything with it. It was yeah. a, something that helped. It was for... You it was know. like a wearable forklift. Yeah. Um. Yes. Uh, I've got way lost. Oh, so he starts out as the mech suit, but then he turns into a sexy Dracula. Yeah. Do you, do you want to get into the, Should we the do this commentary now? thing? Should we do this it's now? It's mentioned on the commentary. We've discussed this before. I don't know if we've discussed this on air. You've, the, you've, the, yeah, you've told me this. The, the idea that much like, you know, people call Frankenstein's mon- monster Frankenstein, mm-hmm. there are a lot of people uh, apparently that call uh, vampires Draculas. <laughs> which uh, I had heard of as a thing, but had never actually witnessed uh, in the wild. Mm-hmm. Although I will say, since since this episode of Community, actually, I now call vampires Dracula's just because I think it's funny. Mm-hmm. But uh, according to the commentary, and this is according to Donald Glover and Dan Harmon. Yeah, Dan Harmon specifically brings it up. But Donald Glover confirms it. Yeah. With, you know, with whatever you consider his authority. <laughs> uh, Experience, it's a, it's I'll a, call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm just saying, you know, one person doesn't speak for the whole race. No. Uh, according to them, it's a black thing. Yeah. Which I did not realize. I did not either. This was just shows... Well, does it? Okay. <laughs> I think this more, again, points out Dan Harmon's obsession with race. But also, does it reveal that we apparently don't hang out with black people? Or just... Or that it's a myth and that black people don't actually call vampires Draculas. I'm not going to say that we don't hang out with black people. <laughs> what I'm going to say is that we are... You know where we're... We know where we live. Yeah. And where we live <laughs> is not a place where yeah. there's a large black community, I That's would true. say. That's true. Um, it's not I, all white. There's a lot of Asians in my neighborhood, but not ex- a lot of black people. Exactly. I'm not saying it's all white. Yeah. I'm saying it just, we, we have not, in our childhood, which is where you would pick up friendships. Yes. And where you would hear these things, yeah. such as someone calling a vampire a Dracula. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I'm, not, I'm saying it's not our fault, it's our parents. <laughs> well, it's society's really. Well, okay. Society at large yes. has failed us. Uh, yeah. We, we're still on the disguises. The, the disguises. disguises. Oh, well, what's, what's your Halloween disguise going to be this year, Andrew? <laughs> well, I was thinking of putting on some glasses. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Anyway. Um, yeah, so Troy, Troy's switch we'll talk about when we actually discuss the, yeah. uh, the outline. Um, Dr. Rich is, is a, a banana. banana. Yeah. Starburns is a pirate. Yep. Chang. Uh, Peggy Fleming. He's Peggy Fleming, but they, people guessed that he was Michelle Kwan. Yeah. And, uh, someone else I don't remember. I don't know. Sports. Um, it's hardly a sport. Here's me calling out figure Racist. skating. Um, uh, <laughs> Leonard's a pumpkin. Leonard's a pumpkin. <laughs> Leonard's so great. Which, as I wrote down there, a line from our theme song comes from this scene, uh, where she says, you better back your pumpkin ass up before I make a pie. <laughs> Uh, which is in our theme, so I don't know if that's in the part that's that's audible or if that's the part that plays under the first minute, but... Uh, it's pretty great. It's in there. <laughs> okay, so let's start at the beginning now, now that we've got all these out of the way. <laughs> we are 14 minutes in, buddy, well, and we you, haven't even started the episode. You've Harry Pottered it. That's what happened. You know, sometimes it's important to to follow these these holes down to their conclusion. So my first notice is the very first visible thing. There's a sign... Well, are we going to do the overview? Oh, the over... I mean, I said it's the zombie episode. Halloween, zombies, you get it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the very first thing you see is uh, there's a sign over the library sign that says, Welcome to the Life Scary. Nice. 
Let your scare down. Let your scare down. Enjoy it. (laughs) Uh, Were you the one who watched uh, Halloween Hotel Time recently? Yes. (laughs) Hotel Transylvania is the name of the film. Yes, it's not terrible. And the tagline was, let your scare down, um, which is what I was referencing. And then, over-explaining. This is You Heard with Pert. Now, George Takei starts out narrating yes. for some reason and then just shows up at the end again to yeah. finish us off. Well, he doesn't narrate the whole way through. No, just at all. Well, we'll have to start a little at the end. And he mentions one of the things that you look out for at Halloween is headless mice. <laughs> I like that a lot. It's good. Because it's a weird, a weird mix of three blind mice and yeah. the headless horseman. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm a headless mice. That's a thing. Yeah, got to keep your eye out. Um, was, was this, I mean, George Takei is still kind of big. Is it Takei or Takei? Okay. See, my theory is okay, that he, a, he appeared here just to get a chance to say his own name so dum-dums like you would learn how to pronounce it. He clearly says George Takei at the start of the episode. I forget. But you obviously were not listening. It was a joke on Psych, if, I don't know if you ever watched Psych, mm-hmm. uh, where... I don't. That, that, I don't want you to, I don't want the listener to misconstrue that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I do not ever watch Psych. I am under 60 years old. It was, it was funny. Uh, there was there was one episode where George Takei shows up and the main psych guy he like bullshits his way through every situation yeah and he's pronouncing it the wrong way I believe and like one of the other security guards or whatever is like aren't you saying that wrong and he's like oh no his close friends call him this so that's mm-hmm. forever screwed me up yeah I know it from Freaks and Geeks first and then just from uh, being a Star Trek fan later there was also a Takei Takei thing on an episode of Freaks and Geeks good uh, you should have watched that show because it's better than Psych. And it hey, would have, I watched all it would have set geeks. you on the right path. I watched all of Freaks Clearly, you d- it is not as dear to your heart as it is to mine. No. Or you'd know how to pronounce Takei right now. Takei. So, what, I mean, why do you think, I mean, you think he just showed up just to say his name? That's your theory? No, I think it's just a fun thing. They're like, hey, we got we got LeVar Burton coming later in the season. Was, Let's go was, back to the original series and pull, uh, pull one of these guys. I think there was like a, a, a year or two period where he was really big. He was showing up on a lot of shows. He was Betty Whiting for a minute. Yeah. There was, um... It was when he came out of the closet. Specifically, oh, maybe. There was a Family Guy thing going on oh, and boy. a What's Futurama thing. About? He was doing both. Well, he, the Futurama thing is, you know, because he was, he was going to be on... You know about him on The Simpsons, right? Oh, that too? Well, it was Leonard Nimoy on The Simpsons on the monorail episode. Oh, right. And he didn't do it. The reason why George Takei passed is because he was in charge of transportation in San and Francisco. And he took his monorails very seriously. And he, yes, yes. That's the quote, I believe. Uh, uh, he said, he, he, I'm, I'm in charge of transportation in San Francisco, and I, I do not want to mock the monorail. <laughs> and so they, they got Leonard Nimoy instead. So years later, he's like, you know, I, I, sorry I snubbed you. I will come around for Futurama. All right, that's enough, George Takei talk. Yeah. <laughs> Takei to, co- to talk. Yeah. <laughs> we are going down holes tonight. We're giving you a good one. Yeah. Wasn't our last episode like 30 minutes? Yeah. We're making up. <laughs> Do you think that people want the longer episodes? We never know. We're, you know, we're Go Bayside. Like I said, I listened to an episode of Go Bayside recently that was two hours long. That's also about a half hour show. Look, I, if, if we don't have, have Paul Tompkins on if, right now, though. If you like it. Or don't like it, just email us. At shutupleonard at gmail dot... Nope, it's shutupleonardpodcast <laughs> at gmail dot com. Or Twitter. Shut up, at shutuplenpod. Yep. Good stuff. That, that or, was or plugs, like, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> or do us do us a Facebook. Why are you doing this now? Because, you know, maybe they don't make it are all we the way not, in. Are we not sidetracked enough? <laughs> I'm trying to... If people don't make it all the way in, I want to make sure they know how to reach you, us. You cynic. <laughs> I choose to believe that everyone is, is getting through to the end here. Uh, 
All right, so we open up. It's a party, party yeah. in party and party <laughs> in the library. Yeah, that's where because it, it's the last scary. The last scary. Yeah. Um, I don't have a note until um, the dean's uh, stuff is a uh, playlist changes. His memos start playing. That's also my first note. Okay. Well, well, the setup here is that everyone's you know gathered. Uh, Pierce has been eating the taco meat. Yes. That the dean has cooked up, and uh, he stops eating it, and he starts feeling a little sick. Yes. Uh, uh, the <laughs> dean has revealed that it is military rations. That's where he got the meat from. Yeah. Jeff guesses. Yeah. Or Jeff says he saw the, he saw the box in the trash. The trash. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so then Britta says, "You might want to change your playlist. It seems to just be ABBA songs." Yeah. And personal memos. Yes. And then do you have the note about the Greg Kinnear? Yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> his no, his personal note to himself is, uh, what's that movie where Greg Kinnear plays a ghost? Pause. No, an angel. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love that that's, that Dean sees that as a very important distinction mm-hmm. in and trying to find this movie. That would be Ghost Town, correct? Uh, he Well, he definitely plays a ghost, not an angel in that. Well, I think that's... I think that's the joke on the Dean, that the Dean <laughs> likes Greg Kinnear so much he'd call him an angel. Oh, maybe, you're right. <laughs> that's, I think that's the joke. Okay. But yeah, if you want to look up if Greg Kinnear plays an angel in a film around 2010 or so. Well, it doesn't. doesn't it could have been 2010 or before, I'm going to say. I feel like they you were trying to that? tap into the vein. You ever think of that? Huh? Tapping? Well, Ghost Town came out in 2008, and it didn't do great. So uh, if they were tapping into the vein, like a, a, a non-successful movie from two years ago, but I, think I don't think is the way to do that. I think that's the perfect timing. that, that for, for a movie that Dean would watch, you're saying? A Dean would watch and that people would remember. They'd go, oh yeah, Greg Kinnear was <laughs> in a ghost. What was that called? Right? <laughs> All right. Um, there's... Oh, Ooh, maybe it was this movie Godsend. Oh, boy. All right, do we have closure yet? Uh, or should I keep going? Keep, hmm. Do you know this movie? No. Uh, a couple agree to have their deceased son closed under the supervision of an enigmatic no, 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 doctor. No. That's Dr. Dr. Robert De Niro. bizarre things start to it's happen. Robert De Niro, after. isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So I've, you're saying I've Robert De Niro was the dad? Robert and, De Niro. Uh, no, Robert De Niro is the doctor. I meant to say Greg Kinnear is the dad. And Greg Robert Kinnear is the, the dad. Doctor. So he is not an angel in this film. No. Directed by Nick Ham, brother of John, because it's spelled the same way. You really think that's true? No. Okay. Um, okay, go on. If I find it, I'll let you know. My next note is regarding, there's a line regarding that uh, Jeff says to Troy about his costume. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you know this line? I don't know where this happens in the episode. I, I have sporadic notes. Is this after he unsuccessfully tries to pick up the girl? I believe so. Okay, that I, might I do be, remember actually. the line. Uh, so Abed, Abed and Jeff or Abed and Troy have an entrance. Can we talk about this entrance? Okay. I genuinely think that that would work on a on some girls. Yeah. Uh, it does not here. No. Their entrance is uh, Abed shows up as the alien mm. and he uh, menaces them. Yeah. Uh, these two hot ladies, and then uh, Troy shows up in the power suit and, and uh, heroically and triumphantly uh, defeats Abed and saves them, mm-hmm. and then they introduce themselves. Yeah. Which well, I think Troy, I think even I think there's even a certain percentage of ladies who have would not have seen aliens but still would find this charming. It was yeah. a very charming little thing they did. Yeah. Well, I think Troy kind of kills it because he goes, "I'm going to need your numbers in case your this alien attacks you again or something." <laughs> yeah. Um, He's a little too forward. You're saying. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think I think it'd be charming if you after that you're just kind of like, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah. But this was too much. Like, hey, I've got you. Maybe, maybe. Um. So. 
Troy is wondering why isn't this working, and Jeff says, "You remind the them of uh, gir- like when girls take their little brother to Comic Con." Yeah, I thought that was a weird line because first of all, I think that's just a sign that Jeff doesn't know about Comic Con. You think that's what that is? Yeah. Okay, because that's that's kind of like we've been to Comic Con. Yeah. I don't think there's any girls taking their little brothers to Comic-Con. No. I don't think that's a thing that happens. No. I mean, um, maybe, maybe one in a million? <laughs> yeah. I, okay, <clears throat> I've got an update on the on the running uh, Greg Kinnear situation. Okay. Uh, there's a movie called Dear God, directed mm. by Gary Marshall. <laughs> no. Um, where he plays a... He's a con artist, but somehow God gets involved, and the poster is him standing with, like, wings. He has wings? Mm-hmm. Well, it's like he, there's like a painting of wings behind him, and he's standing in front of it so that it looks like he has wings. Okay. Uh, and I don't know, maybe he somehow becomes an angel or is secretly an angel the whole time. Okay. Um, yeah, or it could have just been Ghost Town. Okay. Um, well, now I'm doubting that title. This has been was another... that really what they called it? Ghost Town? Yeah, it was. Okay. It definitely was. This has been another Kinnear update from Matt Benson. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so there's that. Uh... We we haven't quite gotten to oh so people are getting sick off of the taco meat yeah Pierce is is, is patient zero he got sick first <laughs> yes he did he, he was really digging into that taco meat. yeah and then he um I apologize there's been some random uh, sound interferences on the microphone today that I don't know what is causing them and I mm. apologize oh no um but uh, Pierce is really digging into the taco meat. And then um, he bites Starburns, which is how Starburns gets affected. Yeah, well, uh, leading up to that, they had various other people come over. Um, and Dr. Rich was introduced again in this episode yeah, simply a, to be the doctor. Yeah, there's a great moment where uh, Annie is trying to find a doctor for Pierce. So she finds a guy dressed as a doctor and says, I need help. He says, I'm not a doctor. And then uh, Rich has overheard them dressed as a banana and says, I am. And yeah. he jumps in. Uh, so Rich and Annie, there's a little spark there between yeah. them today. Uh, and I don't know. I forget. Let me see where it was. Um, okay, it's after the sexy Dracula, but it's about Rich and Annie. Well, hold on then, okay. <laughs> uh, because then Rich Rich says this might not be uh, uh, like a he says like oh their fevers are getting higher this this might be food poisoning and the dean says don't say that yeah and he said what did I tell you and he said rule out food poisoning or something yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's the dean he's still he is always covering up his his yeah. mistakes you know he's a dean of Greendale first and a caring human being second um, and then at some point I think even before your note. Because uh, he his sexy Dracula comes a little bit later. Yeah, there, I I had a note about the special cootie catcher. Well, I have a note too before that that I don't I don't remember what it may, means. Okay, maybe you can help me, please. Um, it says well, it's a line from the episode. I don't know, I don't remember why I wrote it. Holding the key to your riddle. Oh, oh boy! Why did I write that down though? <laughs> Do you remember who said that? No, it was Britta. She um. She she notices the people look like zombies, yeah. and so does Jeff. Yeah. And Jeff's like, "Oh, I think somebody somebody has drugs." And Britta goes, oh, "I wonder who's holding." Yeah, I remember the why I wrote it down. Riddle. I remember why I wrote it down. Do you think she she's switching mid gears? Is that what? Yes. Yeah, well, she definitely is. Right. Because I'm wondering she's is, way excited. Why is she lying to Jeff? Yeah, that is like why does right? Jeff give a shit that she, maybe she, uh, she just doesn't want to appear to be so excited. Maybe because I she's definitely into drugs. Yeah. <laughs> um. But maybe she just doesn't want Jeff to think that she's super into drugs. Because she says that excitedly, and then she switches gears to, like, kind of, oh, just inquisitive. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think that's a great line, too. It, it, it really It's was. easy to miss, 
but it's really good. Yeah, and the reason why I didn't recognize it on my notes is because there was no emphasis on holding. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Um, so besides just, I wrote down special cootie catcher, and then on the commentary I noticed this. Um, Pierce's, Pierce's title, mm-hmm. they actually do a callback to his pilot his cootie catcher image. Do they? It's a skeleton with boobs. Nice. <laughs> Classic. Which, if, if you recall, in the pilot, they still left it in. It was a, a boobs. boobs. Yeah. And now it's like bat eye, or not bats. It's like eyes, weird yeah. eyes or something. But yeah, they've definitely, they do a great callback to that. We'll throw back to the boobs. Fun little boobs. It's a skeleton boobs. <laughs> yeah. For Pierce, when Pierce's name is on screen. Good turn. Uh, and I always like their special, you know, opening credits, cootie catchers, that kind of stuff. Yeah, those, so this those, is those special fun. editions. Uh, uh, the next one I have is about the phone call the Dean makes. Okay. I don't know where that lands time-wise exactly. Was it before or after Sexy Dracula? It might be after. Okay. So well, you do Sexy Dracula. Well, Sexy Dracula is just... Uh, so uh, Troy has realized that things are not going his way with the ladies, so he decides to adopt a new costume, which he feels will, will more appeal to them, which is he has removed his shirt, uh, hung a toilet seat cover around his neck that says Dracula on it, and added two uh, toilet paper roll gauntlets, basically, yep. and has declared himself a sexy Dracula. Uh, on the commentary, he he um yeah. he asked the 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 uh, props department or whatever. Where, well, where the, well, there's the the lead up to that is it kept ripping. Yeah, and they said, you know, be careful. We only have like twelve of these. <laughs> he said, where'd you get them? I said, oh, the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty great. Yeah. Um, so that's great. And then I have a note that's, that's after that, but I, all I knew was that it's after that. It's about Rich and Annie. I don't know if this comes before or after yours. Uh, I'll do mine and then you do yours. Okay. Um, so the Dean, uh, calls up the army surplus supply store to complain about this taco meat. Yeah. And he's having a conversation with the, with the man who runs the store, um, which I thought that was going to be like another secret celebrity guest, but I didn't catch if it was. Yeah. I don't think it was. Um, he says he he reads the label from the packaging, mm-hmm. and he says he says it says classified Phoenix Echo Tango X Ray nine nine seven yeah and then all of a sudden the line switches yeah and it's and it's a secret government official yeah. and he's like Greendale Community College yeah and this is again like somehow Greendale is tapped right into yeah this is the first. But not the last time where yeah. uh, there's a code that that allows you to reach government agents on on, on a Greendale phone. Yeah, and so um, and uh, Donald Glover points this out in the commentary, and I enjoyed this too. Mm-hmm. As soon as it switches to this high-ranking government official, the dean just loves it. He yeah, he's immediately flirting. turned on. Yeah. He starts flirting immediately. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, "Yes, yeah. like really." <laughs> he's really into well, it. Yeah, as, Dale, as Donald pointed out, anytime someone else is in control, that turns the dean on. <laughs> That's what he likes. Uh, yeah. So this is when the dean finds out um, that this is not normal food yeah that there's something wrong with this yeah. food and that they need to quarantine the place so yes. later on he quarantines it but yeah so yes. this is when he finds out yes so you're you're rich annie note okay so rich and annie are, are studying it she makes the connection that it was transferred to starburns by bite she yes. realizes that because pierce because starburns never had the taco meat yeah yeah and um and then rich and rich says to her oh you're quite the little nurse annie which the way he said it, I don't. It really creeped me out the way he said that, uh, in a way that for some reason Jeff and it, the Jeff and Annie romance never creeped me, creeped me out. This just seems so like 
talking down to her and so like ew he's like a creepy older guy it's it's like if jeff had ever said to her oh you're quite the paralegal annie yeah, like yeah it's, not even calling her a lawyer but yeah like annie oh, could be a doctor fuck you little little and little's in there and it's like oh you're quite the little nurse and it's something you'd say to a child yeah it, i was very grossed out by that <laughs> um <clears throat> then we have the pumpkin ass line <laughs> yep uh which is great. leonard the, well annie joins up uh annie and rich find um like shirley uh jeff and britta and say oh we need to calmly tell everyone to evacuate or something doesn't quite go as planned (laughs) and then all of a sudden leonard bites a girl (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) and so holy crap leonard's a zombie yes that's a great line yeah great moment yeah and that's Troy and Abed shout, and Abed just goes, zombie attack! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then despite um, despite Chang trying to lock them out, uh, all of them, plus Rich and Chang, end up in the study room. Yes. Except Pierce is still outside because he's already a zombie. Pierce is already a zombie. Yeah. Anyone who's already a zombie is still outside, but yeah. the, these these group, and the dean has made it outside of the library. He yes. has locked everyone into the library. Yeah, to quarantine them. Um, so I have a note here. Jeff says... I don't remember what the lead up to this line was, though. Yeah. And maybe you'll recall what this means. There's a part in in this study room scene. Um, they're talking about how Xanda times and blah, blah, blah. And Jeff says something like, Flavor Flav was right. 911's a joke in this town. Okay. Yeah, he calls 911, but he can't get through. Oh, Flavor God. Flav was right. 911 is a joke in this town. He doesn't say that second part, though. Well, no, he just says Flavor Flav was right. Okay. And do you know why I know this? Why? Because since this episode, anytime I, I, I make a joke about the authorities not responding, I always say Flavor Flav was right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which I also think it's funny. Um, uh, Jeff calls 911, and I think <laughs> the government has like overridden the 911 in their area and yeah. just is looping a recording of a woman saying, like, stay inside or something yeah. <laughs> it's like it's part of the quarantine yeah. yeah the government is on top of this yeah um because my next note is not until they they get out of this room but there is stuff to talk about in this room yes there's a lot uh, in fact i don't have a note until like way at the end of this scene of the episode <laughs> oh really <laughs> i like just stop taking notes because it's all pretty great yeah um, but they're so they're they're trapped in this room. Rich is telling, is going over how you the symptoms of of. Being well, first he asks. First he asks. He says, "Has anyone been bit? Anyone at all? Yeah. <laughs> Please reveal yourself." As, we, as soon as we lock the, the start doors, of the scene, we see him checking his leg and seeing the. No, that's after. I thought that was first. Oh no, it's after. The I mean, timing it's of it is it's definitely before he reveals himself. Yes. Yeah. The timing of it is basically he. They're about to barricade themselves in further. And he asked, is, is anyone been bitten? Yeah, Chang has a real fun moment where he goes, you bit? You bit? <laughs> yeah. And Chang is really, he's really good at that. <laughs> uh, and so Rich specifically sa- asks everyone, yeah. and everyone says no. Yeah. And then he 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 explains the, oh, he, he then he checks himself while they're further barricading. Yeah. He checks his leg. Yes. And then he explains the symptoms. Yeah. Uh, which ends with in speech. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you know that he's a zombie. That's pretty great. Oh, and be- right before that, though, they also figure out that um, no one's going to survive six hours because your their brains will overheat. Yes. And so Annie says, but if we can turn the, the turn on the air conditioning, yeah. maybe we can save everyone. Yes. And, the, and they, they actually they talk about this on the commentary about how uh, they tried to uh, really, especially in this episode, avoid exposition mm-hmm. because that's that's how zombie movies usually work. It's just the zombies show up and no shit, which I, I've always kind of liked uh, 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 as part of the genre is, is most zombie movies 
don't feel a need to explain how the zombies got there. They just say, hey, there are zombies here now. Yeah. How do we deal with this? Yeah. Um, or maybe there's one line. Yeah. It's, it's just got to be quick. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or even just like like in Night of the Living Dead, like you hear a bit of a news broadcast on the radio as they're sitting around and yes. then, you know, zombies show up. Uh, but so he talked about how, unfortunately, he, he couldn't, he's, he, they still needed this scene, but that's, that's what reminded me. Mm-hmm. Um so then, I think this scene is very, I think it's a very simple exposition. I, yeah. I think it's, it's, I would put it with that category of Night of the Living Dead where it's just real quick. Yeah. It's not like the character's overwrought over like, oh, how are we going to yeah, do Yeah, I didn't have a problem with it. I just, yeah. uh, Dan Harmon said that he kind of mm-hmm. did so. I, I think, I think he's the, the hardest, he's his hardest critic. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Uh, so then shit goes down, mm-hmm. zombies get in. Annie's, well, Rich and Britta turn out to have been yeah. bitten and are turning at that moment. Yes. And then um, it's, uh, some someone throws an iron. There's an iron sitting around. Oh no 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 no! It's an ice skate. It's an ice. That makes sense. Chang throws his ice skate at the at Britta and Rich. Yeah, as misses. they're approaching. Mrs. Annie is trapped on the other side of Britta and Rich up against a wall. The ice skate hits the glass. Yeah, it breaks the window. And then all the zombies rush and grab her. Yeah. And they talked about this shot. It's it's like a really cool shot where it's it feels so, so... Yeah. And it, they when they shot it, they, they thought, oh, we're probably not going to use that because yeah. because what happens is the ice skate goes through the thing and then it's like she ha- she somehow gets behind the blinds. The blinds like flip up over her. Yeah, they flip up over her. So she's behind the blinds and then they pull her out from behind the blinds and it's just super quick and it's like, oh shit, she just got taken. Yeah. But as they said, the, the shots they thought they were going to use were the shots where you can actually see her and uh, apparently a lot of crotch uh, as Dan, well, Sar- Dan tights, Harmon said yeah. that he had feared that uh, this would become like the huge gift that, that all the nerds put on Tumblr mm-hmm. after this episode but uh, it didn't happen yeah uh, she was heroically saved by those blinds yeah and, and I think and, that's and what, a better yeah, shot it's a, it's a much better shot yeah it's, it's a really and, cool and shot and I feel like it evokes that I'm sure there's other zombie movies that do that same imagery. Of I mean, there's someone... a scene. It reminded me of there's a scene in Shaun of the Dead yeah. where uh, Dave, uh, Dylan Moran gets mm-hmm. pulled through the uh, the glass of the Winchester. But I think this is made even more creepy by the blinds. Yeah, it, yeah, it works. It's great because it like hides. You know what? What would be gore in a zombie movie? Here, it's not gore, but yeah. it's just like wow, that's effective. Yeah. Um, this also kind of leads <clears throat> me to my next note. Um, so they're the run through the. Past the zombies trying to get out, mm-hmm. and uh, throughout this whole episode, at this point, Abba has been playing, mm-hmm. um, and it really it was very reminiscent of Shaun of the Dead to me when they tried it when the, with the whole uh, scene with um, "Don't Stop Me Now," the Queen song in Shaun of the Dead. Yes, just in terms of like a really like a fun poppy up tempo song. Do we want to talk playing. about this, the songs? Sure. Yeah. Okay. The original the their original idea was to have uh, that Ghostbusters was just supposed to be playing on a loop, um, and then Da-na-na-na-na-na. yeah. Yeah. Did you take that to mean the song or the movie? The song. I took it to mean the movie. I took it to mean the, the song. The made song more makes sense more sense. Me. Yeah. Now that I think about it, for some reason I thought the movie. Um. Yeah. <laughs> um so then they, they so then they, that it just didn't quite work. So they they tried a bunch of they tried like every different thing until they finally found like at the last second they realized it works really well with Abba. All uh, of all of Abba. Yeah. But then they had to pay like a lot of money to get it yeah. at the zero hour. But they did it, and you know what? It works very well. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, and I yeah, I really enjoyed all the ABBA. Yeah, it was good stuff. Good music, fun in the scene, good times. Mm, I don't know. My next net is, is simply <laughs> Shirley. Shirley? Shirley. Oh, Chang Shirley? Yeah. Oh, yeah using shipper terms. Oh, I have a, a CFL hypothetical. Okay. What would the characters' various 
uh, punching or throwing things at zombies count as fighting? Only if the zombies fought back in some way. If we saw the zombies take some action against them, mm-hmm. then it would count. If not, we'd have to do a lot of freeze framing, I, I would think. Okay. Because there are, there are a lot of, uh, later in the episode, uh, Troy has like a solo run where he punches a lot of zombies yeah. that don't fight back. Yeah, the, uh, the, the rules clearly say that there need to be blows dealt on both sides. Okay. So, there's that. A lot of free swimming. Okay. But yeah. Shirley, talk about Shirley. So, Chang and Shirley end up in the, ba- they've gotten separated, they've, they've barricaded themselves in the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> and it's at this point that uh, Chang reveals that he was the only one who knew that she was Glinda. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's the only one who knew that he was Peggy Flaming. Yeah. Flaming. <laughs> Peggy Flaming. Flaming Fleming. Uh, Ian Fleming's daughter. Yeah. Uh, Not true. <laughs> um, you two words now. Yeah, so I remember at the time of this episode happening, the first time that I saw it, when it aired. Yeah. Um, they have sexual intercourse, is the point. It's revealed by the end of the episode that it is sexual intercourse. Uh, it's it, at that point though you just see a kiss yeah. leading to groping. Yes. Um. It, which in in the moment these characters do believe it's like the end of times. Yeah. At least Shirley for sure believes it's the end of times. Yeah. Chang. Chang goes in for a very weird kiss where he 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 puts his lips out as far as he, possible. He does it in the only in the like way a only Chang. Character. Yeah, like he's like a cartoon character basically. Um. But I remember it was like, oh, this is like exciting and weird, and then like kind of cool that a show would do something like this. Yeah. Um, but now I'm just kind of like, eh, I don't know. I'm not super into it. I, I, I like it a lot. I think, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's weird. It's weird and yeah. and fun. And I still feel that way. Okay. So screw you, well, Andrew. You know. You're fired. I'm going to find someone who actually likes community to be the new co-host. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Um, good luck. <laughs> but uh, I don't have a note until Zombie Rich shows up, which is quite a bit later. Uh, when he's wearing the jacket. Yeah, that's my note. That he's wearing <laughs> you don't have a note about the cat? I don't even have a note about the cat, but you know what? That's a great, it's that's a great, a great part. It's a great And it's something that Dan Harmon said he'd been trying to write for 15 years up to that point. He almost put it in Monster House. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a play on the gag of like when the characters are at a quiet moment, they're trying to find something or they're, uh, you know, real tense. Yeah. Suddenly a cat jumps out. Yeah. <laughs> so they're they're in the basement trying to get away from the zombies, and a uh-huh. cat jumps out, and then jumps out again, and uh-huh. it keeps jumping out. It jumps out at least four times, and they realize like, oh, in you know, the cat's not going to kill us, but in this moment, the cat is the bigger problem. Yeah, and they need to catch the cat. Yeah. So as they they run around the corner to chase the cat, they the uh, Abed notices a window that they can escape through. Yeah. Uh, and Jeff says, "I'll just take the door." Yeah. Which to me was reminiscent of. Um, Again, in China the Dead, wasn't there a moment where one of the characters, like, opened a back door thinking it was safe? Uh, well, there's a moment in Shauna the Dead where he, he comes in through the back. Right. And then the, the zombies have followed him. Right. And they're all waiting at the back door. Right. But I just love how Jeff thinks, like, oh, yeah, this door's safe, and he yeah. just opens it blind. Yeah. <laughs> and they take him. Yeah. And that's Zombie Rich. Yeah, Zombie Rich shows up, and he is, and, and here, this episode is, <laughs> is the weird kind of vindication for all the rich haters like me and Jeff, and <laughs> uh, that he's, he's, A, proven that he lied about being the bite, being bitten, so he's kind of a selfish jerk. Yeah. And even as a zombie, because there's a running, this is something you that has been present in zombie movies in the past, and was certainly the case in this episode, where the zombie maintains some trace of their human personality. <laughs> and what Rich has done is he's put on Jeff's, like, you know, $1,000 jacket. Yeah over his banana suit and stretched it out uh proving that rich is in fact a dick <laughs> yeah uh, but no one remembers that's the tragedy yeah uh 
And uh, there's, the, I'm surprised you didn't write down the Star Wars moment that occurs. Oh, between it's, it's great. Well, that, that's after that. Anyway, so yeah. how do you know I didn't write it down? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't write it down. Hmm? Um, but uh, so Jeff's gone. He's dead. It's uh, just Troy and Abed. Yeah. They've made it into a smaller enclosed area, but yeah. not for long. It's just enough time to reach one of them to reach the window. Yeah. And Abed says, make me proud. Be the first black guy to make it to the end. <laughs> Which is, again, I think that's, um, if you recall Day of the Dead, the black guy makes it to the end of that one. Uh, and same with Night of Living Dead. He makes it to the end. But not all the way. To not the end. all the way, spoiler, but long enough. Spoiler alarm. Long enough. It's been forty years. Uh, Dawn of the Dead. He he does not make it to the end. But Day of the Dead. Yes. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen. It's been a while since I've seen Day of the Dead. Well, Day of the Dead. It's the it, there's a helicopter. You're thinking of Dawn of the Dead. That's also Day. There's a lot of helicopters. There's a helicopter in Day of the Dead. Yeah. Too? <laughs> uh, okay. If you say so. But I th- he's not necessarily specifically talking about zombie movies. He just means movies in general. Yeah, and also, well, specifically horror films. Yeah. There's, there is, you know, the, yeah. a mildly well-known trope of horror films where there's one black guy and he dies first. Yeah, and, so. and they t- there was an, uh, we didn't talk about this when it happened, but there was an ad lib uh, that Don Glover made that they talk about on the commentary where he decides to run in the same direction as Shirley to play the odds because one of them is clearly going to die, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Troy is the one who makes it out. Yeah. Um, and now he, he says, to... I love you. And, and, and Abed says, I know <laughs> foreshadowing Abed's further ascension to Han Solo form, uh, in the second paintball episode. Yeah. Um, so Troy, I, I do, I didn't write this down, but I do like this moment where Troy, uh, asked the Dean for the keys. He has mm-hmm. to go back into the library to have turn on the thermostat. I have a note before that. And I have a note maybe about this moment. Okay. Well, there's a cut line here that they talk about in the commentary. Oh, yeah. Which I, I like the line on its own, but I, I do think that it, I agree it, kind of with the reason why they cut it, which is that it undercuts the uh, the emotional victory of Troy coming back, mm. which is that as soon as Troy gets out, he's like, he's the only survivor, and he was supposed to be have a line like, oh, no, I, now I'm a total dickhead if I don't go back to save him. Yeah. Uh, which is really funny, but I you know I can see why they cut it. Mm-hmm. But then, what's your moment you have written so the, down? I so might have to sit. Ooh, I'm sorry. I'm belching tonight. So Troy... Um, he is asking the dean like for the keys to the library to get back in to turn on the thermostat, and the dean's like, "You're crazy!" And Troy punches yes, him in the that's, gut. That is the moment I had. As well. <laughs> he just takes the Troy keys right off. Troy just straight of him. up punches Dean in the gut and takes the keys. I like that energy. Yeah, it's good energy. Just no nonsense. Troy's got a job to do, and he's going to do it. And then they mention this in the commentary about uh, like how to how they wrap this up. They have this moment where. Troy says, I'm going to save the day by being a nerd. So he puts back on the power suit, the power suit, cardboard power suit costume (laughs) and has this dramatic entrance into the library and immediately is is swarmed. Yeah. And they just take the power suit off because it's made of cardboard. (laughs) And he says, why did I think this would work? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Which is great. They mentioned in the commentary, like that's, that's the best, you know, that's the best ending where it's like the idealized ending meets the realism of the moment. Yeah, all both. And so then he just runs through and punches zombies. Punches Annie. He gets punches bit. Pierce in the butt. <laughs> he slaps him on the butt. Yeah, <laughs> which they apparently had to convince Chevy Chase. Yeah. I can't imagine that conversation. Yeah. Oh, I would love to be a fly on the wall for that conversation. Uh, and then um, he he does get and also bit. during the scene. I want to say "Mamma Mia" is a song that's playing. Yes, and it's weirdly like genuinely effective as like a heroic moment. I yes, felt. <laughs> all of the Ava songs were. Yeah, uh, but it's also, I will notice, uh, it's it's edited in a weird way where you, you never hear the part where they actually say Mamma Mia. Okay. Just a little fun fact. Um, but after Troy is bit, 
he um, he kind of struggles, falls, and has to crawl over to the thermostat in order to successfully. Yeah, there's turn a great moment too when he gets bit and they're still kind of wrestling a little bit. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I, I'm bit, I'm bit, get it." <laughs> that was a lot of fun. He's so no nonsense. Yeah, uh, but then he does succeed. Oh, and Jeff's on his phone. Of yeah, course. of course. Zombie Jeff's still on that Just phone. Just like Bob trying to use the razor. Uh-huh. See, I remember parts of Day of the Dead. Yep. Uh, but you don't remember the other part that Bob does. He reads a book, kind of. He also grabs a gun. It's true. So there's three of him trying to be like a person. Yeah. Bob's great. That's pretty much all I remember of Daily Dead is Bob. That's all you need to remember. It's about very Bob centric. I don't mind that. Here's, I remember Bob and one other fact about Daily Dead. Yeah. There's a moment at the start of the movie which I believe is revealed to be a dream, dream sequence. Yep. Where she's in a room and a bunch of hands reach through the wall. Yep. And one of the hands grabs her boob. Oh. It, that was her husband, and he specifically grabbed her boob so that none of the other hands could grab her boob. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, as a fun <laughs> fact about Day of the Dead. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh my god, that's great. Uh, yeah, so then he's, <laughs> but he saves the day. Is the point? He saves the day. And uh, yeah, Dean, I I have a thing to say about Dean. You don't? I do. Is it about when he talks to the government officials? Yeah. That's a shocking moment. Well, it's a shocking moment because they're about to murder everybody. <laughs> they not just everybody because they they are they have considered. The zombie situation is like they're done. Yeah, those people are gonna die. Yeah, and then the dean is the only survivor, the only witness. Yeah, and so one of the men in the back <laughs> reaches into his jacket and starts, starts pulling out a, a gun. gun. And there's a great moment where he says, "Are you are you the only witness?" And he goes, "Yes." <laughs> he's still flirting with them. He's so both oblivious to the fact that he's about to die. Yeah, and also still turned on by the by the control of these government men yes. coming and telling him what to do. Uh, but then one of the squad guy notices uh, that everyone inside is is stopped being a zombie. Yes. And so then they have to put the gun away, and yeah. he says, okay, option B. Yeah, we dose them. And they, they erase everyone's memory. They roofie yeah. everyone. They um, roofie them. Uh, yeah. Uh, tag? Uh, before the tag. Okay. There's a, there's a moment here. Um, George Decay wrapping yeah. up uh, the episode. He says, and here's a little gift for all the Kevins out there. And he, and he makes a fake voice Kevin voice message. Me. Yeah. Do you know if our friend Kevin has taken advantage of this? I don't. If my name was Kevin, I would immediately take advantage so of this. I. But uh, this would not, be the best. It's not on the cards for either of us. We need to tell Kevin about this. Yeah. We need to talk about Kevin. <laughs> okay. Tell him about this voicemail. Yeah. Uh, and then the tag. Yeah. Which is uh, Troy has received a, a voicemail mm-hmm. thematically linked <laughs> from uh, Chang, where Chang reveals that he he went to the Bone Zone with Shirley. Yeah. And uh, Troy's line, <laughs> the last line of the episode is, why did he call me? <laughs> Which yeah. I want to know. Why do you think Chang called Troy? I think that would be, uh, maybe in Chang's mind, that would be the person to impress that isn't Jeff. Jeff, I don't think, would be impressed by that. Yeah. I think Troy might be. So he wanted to impress someone. He knew he couldn't go for Jeff. Yeah. Okay. So he went I can for see Troy. That. I can see Because I think Troy is always impressed by sexual conquest. And also, he said spread the word as well. Ch- part of Chang wanted whoever he told to tell everybody. And to be a hype man. Yeah. I think Troy's a good hype man. And that I would have called Magnitude if that was the case. Well, I don't think Magnitude exists yet. Ooh, that's interesting. Doesn't he only appear in the in the political episode? You think that's, that's his first, first appearance? appearance? Uh, I'm going to check on that. You might be right. I'm 90% on that one. Okay. Um, so, well, oh, I had another note. So the, the voicemail at the beginning of it, it says the voicemail was left on October 31st. Yeah. 
at 11 something. Yeah. So their Halloween party was actually held on Halloween. Yeah. Halloween night. Yes. Which I forgot to look and see if that year. Was a Thursday? It was like either a Thursday or a Friday or a Saturday. You know, like, so they don't have class the next morning. <laughs> yeah. Because um, otherwise that's kind of weird. So, I mean, although you can you can imagine Greendale would just shut down for a party. Yeah, that's that's kind of the Greendale. And way. given that the the dean's obsession with uh, costumes, Halloween is like his thing. Yeah, of course. Like for the for the dean, it's Halloween and Mardi Gras. Like those are his go-to yeah, those are his days. Big events. Um, yeah. Hey, do you have closure on whatever I asked you? I don't remember now. The first appearance of Manitude. Oh, okay. Dumb. I, you know, Google's dumb. And why don't uh, you why why don't you have the community wiki? Bookmarked? I Bookmarked. should. I should. Uh, First appearance. Early 21st century romanticism. Is that the... It know. could be. This is... Uh, no, this is the one where Troy and Abed are competing over the librarian. Jeff, uh, or Pierce is, uh, is, uh, this is that, and also the trampoline. Ooh. I believe, Ooh, if I'm correct here. Because it's the one with Andy Dick. Does that? Why do I think that's the Andy trampoline? Dick is one? not the trampoline guy. Why do I think? I know he's not the trampoline guy. I know Matt Walsh is the trampoline yes. guy. But why did I think that was the same episode? I don't know. Oh, I know why I thought that's the same episode because they are linked. He Pierce is injured in the trampoline episode, yes, which then leads to Andy Dick. So this is not the trampoline episode. My mistake. This is this is the Andy Dick episode though. This is also the one where where uh, Britta thinks her friend's a lesbian and her friend thinks Britta's a lesbian. Ooh. That was that that that, that all, sounds like a, such a good episode. You know, it was. <laughs> I want to get to there. And you know what else is on this episode? What? Uh, when Jeff uh, has the party at his uh, place to watch soccer. Oh my god! You, this is you know what line is in this episode? episode. You know what where line? the white women at? Yes. Oh my! God. <laughs> We're gonna get to it. We're gonna get to it. That's the season. Oh. Man, yeah, that's a. I'm getting, I'm getting jazzed just on your we're, description we're of the episode. Up for, look forward to that episode when we oh do that. Oh my god! Um, plugs. Yes, Nerd's Eye View is another podcast that I do. I do it with Matt Esposito. I do it with Jordan Scott. I do it sometimes with uh, Matt Benson over there. Sometimes should, Thomas Willett shows you should up. Cover Transformers on this podcast. <laughs> you know, uh, we'll discuss it. <laughs> Um, and you know, we, we've had a, a new addition who shows up a lot, uh, Ty, I don't know his last name. Ty Burrell from Modern Family? Nope. Okay. Uh, so check that out. Uh, we talk about movies and TV shows, mostly movies, uh, cause every week we review a new film that's in theaters. Yeah. Um, this most recent episode, if you're listening currently, concurrently even, um, we review Edge of Tomorrow. Mm. Uh, the next one that we're going to review will be 22 Jump Street. That'll nice. be a goodie. Yeah. I hope. Because I enjoyed the first one unexpectedly. Yeah. Uh, so check that out. NVPodcast.com or BenViewNetwork.com slash NEV. Uh, and on on Twitter, NEV Podcast. And my personal Twitter, at uh, SameCool11. Mm. Yep. Uh, go to BenViewNetwork.com. Check out all the other shows I do there. They are Benson's Boombox, Popsicles, and uh, Matt and Bruno's Wrestling Show. Check all those out at BenviewNetwork.com. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Dr. Matt Benson. That's D-R Matt Benson. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter. That's at ShutUpLenPod. You can write us an email at ShutUpLenardPodcast at gmail.com. 
And uh, you should do things to us on iTunes. You should write us a review. You should rate us and you should subscribe to us. If you do anything where we can see your name, you'll get a mention on the show. Or we'll keep it private if that's what you prefer. <laughs> and if you like hearing both of our voices, you can hear them also oh, on yeah. an episode of Midnight Marinara yeah. that we did recently. Yeah. It was called The Nice Guy. I don't know the episode number. Number but you, 17. You'll find The Nice Guy. I have no idea if that's accurate. I think you're close. Um... It's a good story. Yeah. I like it. It's a funny. I like the... A fun, uh, I meant... It's, it's you know... Go ahead. It's not a comedy story, but... What I meant is it was fun, is what I was trying to say. It was fun say. to record. Dave, like, you David, know, something is uh, cool, it's a coolie. <laughs> David a King... Really uh, example. I'm sorry. He adapts creepypastas. Episode 14, of course, is the correct number here. Creepypastas as radio dramas. Yes. It's pretty good. Yeah. Check, check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh... Did Shut up, say, Leonard. Did you say Podcast Land? No. Podcastland.com. Just go vote there. Shut up, Leonard. Hey, this is Dan Harmon from The Real Community. You're listening to Shut Up, Leonard. Was that, was that crass?